One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings. And hello and welcome back. Hello, Renata. Long time no see. I don't think I've seen you for at least, oh, I don't know, 10 hours? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we seem to, yeah, be almost... As we like to say here in Australia, pissing each other's pockets. Yes, (laughs) yes. Yeah, and oh. Didn't we get some exciting things that happened to us this week? Yes. We we've... we got to have a look at the, the back end, as the computer people like to say, the back end of True Hauntings. Yes. Yes. What did we find it's a, out? It's a, looking at a back end is always interesting, isn't oh, it? It is. Isn't it, it is. Yes. Especially one as round as mine. <laughs> Well, um, as I said no, to please you, please notice she didn't disagree. No. As, as I as I said to you, it it makes it really interesting to see where we actually are and um, how we can improve. That's right. But mm. the amount of countries this little podcast is reaching blew my mind. Mm, We're on yes. every major continent yes. and some little islands yes. all around the world. Are we on any incontinents? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who brought her? Oh my god, she set herself off on her own wheeze. <laughs> Sorry. We've got, it's all right, we've got para depends for that. Oh, In dear. Australia, we have um, a, a product called Depends, which <laughs> is for people with um, troubles with their bladder and, uh, you know, you might be a bit dribbly, then it will help soak up the mess. So we've, we've t- um, not us personally, but there is one that's called para depends. It's mm-hmm. made up, of course, but it's for those who might weed themselves when they get a scare from a ghost. Right. I was yes. digging a hole there for a minute, wasn't <laughs> you I? You did. Just get the coming totally. Look, I could have do- used uh, some of those Depends not long ago when I had the really bad bronchitis and I'd go into a coughing fit and pee my pants. It was horrible. But you are sounding a lot better today. Oh, I'm sounding so much better. Awesome. Very I've got good. my sexy voice back mm. on. Now, we've also been uh, busy organising our holiday. Oh, and yes. we've started to book some places. Yes, we have. So we've, we've booked... Um, Airfares. We've booked airfares. What a just beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And we've booked um, uh, the Jamaica Inn and we have booked Chillingham Castle. Chillingham Castle. Oh, Oh my God. And didn't that cost an arm and a leg? Speaking (laughs) of which, people, if you'd like to support us by becoming a Grand Pooh Bar Patreon, please do. It will help us no end at this moment in time. We didn't realise that travelling to England during their school holidays and Easter was going to triple the price of everything. Oh, the prices, oh, are, the prices are through the roof. Yeah, a bit cray-cray. But mm. I think they're also trying to recover from the, the whole Rona. We don't yes. mention the C word because they'll they'll block that on the interwebs. Yes. So uh, Miss Rona has caused issues for everyone. But please don't take it out on the poor little 
poor tourist that is trying to scrape some pennies together to get over there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, seriously, if you do like our work and you think that um, uh, you'd like to support our content creation, we would appreciate you becoming a Patreon member. Just go over and search for Anne and Renata, Frightfully Good Patreon, and you'll find us. Mm. So let's get on with this week's story. Okay. I have had many of my own experiences at the baths. Those experiences will live with me forever and a day. There is one main one I wanted to describe and is of an incident as possible contact with someone known as the Watchman. It was a public event and I was taking a team around for a spooky experience. Feeling relatively relaxed and knowing the people in the team had been having a great night, I decided that it was time to unleash the mortuary on them for the last vigil of the evening. We all decided we could conduct a basic run-of-the-mill call-and-wait vigil, accompanied with some various types of meters and trigger objects around the room. We all chose a chair in a large circle and I began the calling. After 20 minutes, nothing. Nothing had happened, not a knock or a bang. The energy was flat and I thought to myself, what a letdown for the team to end the evening like this. But that's the paranormal for you. They're not around for the entertainment of others. We had minutes left of the vigil, so I thanked the spirits for their time and if they would like to say goodnight to us. With that question... The whole dynamic changed. The EMF meters all went off in a line, one by one. The tri-field meter has never registered such a high reading. The REM pod and the light motion sensors were also triggered. This went on for around five seconds and then all went dead again as if the power button had been switched off. I was amazed, as were the guests. My immediate response was to say thank you and offer my utmost respect for what Spirit had shown us. To prove it was not a fluke and not just some kind of energy spike, I asked for one more final sign that it was the Spirit world that was responsible for the activity. We were not let down. This time the Spirit responded with a physical interaction. From the far end of the room where the watchman resides, an object was launched towards us. It brushed past a few seated heads and landed towards the entrance of the room. We heard it hit the door and spin for a few seconds. We immediately illuminated the room to see if anyone was hurt and to see what the object was. Luckily, no one was injured. The object itself was a yellow end cap from one of the chemical containers for the pool. There was no way any of the guests could have performed this action without being seen. This room is dark, but the meters and the trigger objects gave the room a dim glow. In my opinion, this was 100% spirit activity. It was a nudge towards us to end the vigil as spirit were getting fed up. Obviously, on that note, I ended the vigil with respect. The guests were sent home, gobsmacked, and all of them still visit the baths to this day on various events. Hey Renata, that one today came from an article that I discovered in the Haunted magazine. And and it was that magazine that inspired me to actually look into this more because I'd never heard of this place. No, me neither. And when I started to look into it, the amount of spirits that reside with within this building is astounding. Yes. And and the history is a little bit weird as well. Mm. Now, uh, you'll be very pleased that my bit of history isn't too long, so I'm going to really hand it over to you to talk about what most of our listeners are really here for, and that is about the spirits. Renata, you have to understand, they are not here for the ghost stories. They're not here for the history. They're here for your (laughs) weeds. 
yeah. you, you've got to know this by mm, now. Okay. It's the wheeze that All brings right. joy to everyone's day. I oh, know. I know. All right. All right. So let's let's get on with the history here. So it's suggested that the name Smethwick, which is such a gorgeous name, Smethwick, 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 Smethwick. I don't know. Beth. Whichever. <laughs> meant Smith's place of work. But a more recent interpretation has suggested that the name means the settlement on the smooth land. Oh. oh. So Smithwick was recorded in the Doomsday Book. Oh, again? Yeah. And we, look, we've talked about the Doomsday Book before and why it was called the Doomsday Book. It's the day the world explodes. And uh, it's actually, we, we call it the Doomsday Book, but it's like the Domesday Book. So if the interpretation's wrong, we've... Added another. It, it was just a census, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it sounds more impressive that if we thought the Doomsday Book shows when the world's going to end. Yes. But it doesn't. <clears throat> yes. Now, <coughs> Smethwick in the Doomsday Book was recorded as Smedwich, okay, S M E D E U U I C H. And the D in this spelling uh, was the Anglo Saxon letter for F E T H. So that's where you get the Smith now, was, Smithwick. So it was Smithwich or Smith Smithwich. <laughs> but we see it in the Doomsday Book as an S M E D. But we have to remember that the D is actually the Anglo-Saxon Saxon, Saxon letter for F. Oh, it's so confusing. Can I get off this? Yeah. Oh, no, I love listening to you try to pronounce words. It gives me great joy because I'm such a cow. So until the end of the 18th century, it was just an outlying hamlet on the South Staffordshire village of Har- Harborne. And Harborne later became a part of the county borough of Birmingham and thus transferred from Staffordshire to Warwickshire in 1891. Or is it Warwickshire and Staffordshire? Warwickshire? Warwickshire. Warwickshire? I don't know. I've even got it wrong. Well, anyway, well, I know the Shire is where the hobbits live, so I don't know about the rest of it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyway. So when the building itself was built... 300 bodies were discovered in a medieval plague pit 10 feet below the main reception area. Oh, dead bodies. I feel a poltergeist the movie moment I coming know. on. And these bodies still... Oh, there's rem- even a swimming pool. These bodies <gasps> remain there to this day. <laughs> Ew. Like, do you touch a plague pit? Do you, do you touch a plague pit? I mean, no, do, you, do you disrupt one? I There's plenty know. that have over the yeah. years because new buildings have gone up. But isn't it the problem that they've thrown... Um, lime to dissolve the bodies over all the bodies so they can't sort of actually remove them because they would just crumble. Mm. I know there, I saw a picture not long ago of the building, I think over in England, where they were building over a plague pit. Mm. And they decided to put a glass floor over oh, an no. area where the... <laughs> oh, I think it'd be awesome. Oh, can we do that one where they have it, I think it's in Japan somewhere, where it's um, they've got... Uh, it's a screen. It's actually a projector, but it looks like glass. And then as you walk out onto it, the screen oh, it projects that it's cracking. <laughs> and watching the people trying to get to the sides and lay flat and do things, it cracks me up every time. I just wouldn't do it because I'm worried with my lard ass that it would crack. <laughs> oh, we've squirreled. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Hello, everyone. How are we today? Uh, so, yes, yeah, so those bodies remain there to this day. The area above this mass grave is the old... Second World War air raid shelter and forms part of the subway system. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine um, when the subway was being built all around England, what other things they disturbed. Yeah, and how many times they don't tell you. Oh, yes. Because I know in Australia... Oh, you have to stop everything. They have to stop everything and get the archaeologists yep. out and then the EPA has to get involved. Yeah. And um, then they can be held up for like six months yep. trying to do it. And sometimes they just don't say anything and they no. just keep building. Yes. Yeah. Now, the most terrifying place in the whole building must be the morgue, they say. The morgue was used during the war as a body storage area uh, for the local bombing victims. So in this area, a pungent smell of death hangs around and extreme temperature drops are still recorded to this day. Now, so cold do they reckon this area gets that you can see your own breath. Oh, it's England. You can see your own breath on a hot summer's day. It's always cold. Absolutely. Now, 
Smithwick Swimming Centre was not always known as Smithwick. It was formerly known as Thimble Mill Baths. And it's gone through many interesting changes over the years. And it's had numerous facelifts. And it's had some very, very interesting people come through its doors. And it actually survived World War II. Oh, well done. Round, yeah, Ooh. amazing. Well, so, the amount of devastation, yeah. As as we talked about in um, the opening, uh, Smithwick baths really operated um, during the summer seasons and on the during the the winter they would cover up the pools, mm-hmm. uh, so bring out these big, like whatever timber boards, yep. cover up the pool, and then it became like a ballroom or a dance hall. Oh wow. And do you know that the Beatles played there before they became famous? I actually did read that somewhere and I was mostly a very... (coughs) Sorry. And I was very amused because the person who wrote the article spelt it as (laughs) B-E-E-T-L-E-S. And I went, "Mm, no, pretty sure that's not how it's... Unless it was the cover band that was doing it. (laughs) But do you know, I had a penny drop moment today. Yeah. Right. I ha- no, I'm just going to put it out there. I have a Bachelor of Music Education. I have a degree in music. Mm-hmm. And only today did I realise the reason why the Beatles are spelt with an A is because of the word beat. Beat, yes. I Just today I realised that. I hadn't even thought about it until so just you now. you too? Oh, that makes me feel think- so much better. Right, okay. Right, just let me know. If anyone else has had a first hearing that, the word beat, B-E-A-T, and that's why they don't spell it B-E-E-T. Um, let me know. Send us a message saying, well, yeah, that's the first time I've sort of put that together as well, and then I won't feel so stupid. Wow. Okay. You're welcome. So the Beatles, the Kinks, and the Rolling Stones played there. <gasps> Rolling Stones as well? Mm-hmm. Ooh. You mentioned the echo in that. there. Yes. So Smithwick opened on the 30th of March 1933 and it was designed by Chester Button and Roland Fletcher and the Art Deco features of the building were inspired by the high arched roof of aircraft hangars in France. Have you um, seen any of the the videos and things of it? I've seen uh, black and white photos. Oh, it's amazing. It actually looks... Like, because um, I've seen it with the, the flooring put down and they had people dancing and things in mm-hmm. the middle. And at the head of the baths is where the band would be. And it's sort of like this really nice arched area. It looks mm-hmm. like a band would go there. Mm-hmm. And then there's all this seating along the sides, like you would have at a concert. Mm. It looks like a mini concert hall. It does not look like a swimming pool. It's it's, it's an awesome building. They've, yeah. they've really thought this through. On the outside, it doesn't look so flash, but on the inside... Yeah. Yeah. I'd just love to go and have a look. Yeah, they talk about the outside being a bit... Mm. Ho-hum. How's your father? <laughs> How's your father? Uh, in these features, uh, in turn, these features were derived from the Scandinavian timber construction of the Breslau Exhibition Pavilion in the 1920s. So that's where they got their, their imagined... Their inspiration. Yeah, their, their inspiration for the building. And other similar designs can be found at the Royal Horticultural Hall in London. Now, during World War Two, horticultural. Do they look at oars in there? No. 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 No, no cultural horns. No. 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 During World War Two, the baths were used for different reasons other than recreation. No time for that during the war. So the subways and the cellars were used as air raid shelters. Good idea. Mm. Very good idea. And posters from the World uh, War period can still be seen today in the subways along with drawings on the walls. Yeah, they've got some graffiti. Mm. So after World War II had finished, the bath started to see some of its more exciting and exhilarating times. And from April to September, the main pool was open for public swimming and October to March, the pool was emptied, taking two days to drain yeah so once empty the area was boarded off with a sprung maple floor on oh, it's we've only got one sprung floor in this whole area is it the polish one no it's um, maitland town hall oh yes maitland town hall has a sprung floor, yes. floor and it's creepy as when you walk on it I, because i used to be in part of a bush band and we actually did uh, a bush dance there. And, like, I'd call out the dancers and everything. I had to demonstrate the polka with Eddie, um, the drummer, and we were doing this this 
polka type thing spinning around the floor. Mind you, I can't dance to save myself. Um, but the floor responds back to you and makes you fling up uh, yep. higher yep. than what it was really quite bizarre. Yep. <laughs> I do remember there is another sprung floor in the area and that's in Morpeth in a uh, little hall there. But yeah, sprung floors used to be very, very popular here in Australia, but um, we have very, very few. But it's an experience. Mm. It's an experience. The setting up of the sprung maple floor would take two weeks to construct, but once done, such events as hairdressing, dancing what? and boxing took place. Well, hairdressing, obviously with boxing. <laughs> okay. How... Why does hairdressing need sprung dance floors, please? <laughs> oh, no, maybe they had some sort of a competition, hairdressing maybe, competition. Maybe it was to get the curls to spring up even yeah. tighter. Oh, I know. Oh. So this was something, this this was a real major spot of community activity for um, the area, dear old Smithwick, because otherwise it was a really just a working town. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have too much more. But they've got an all-in-one in in this. Mm. So stepping into more recent times and now, the Smethwick Swimming Centre still has the same Art Deco features, but it's added a few more modern twists. There are still two pools that have now a split-level gym and three areas with uh, an old cafe, a dance studio, and a group fitness program, a sauna and steam facility. So they've really gone all out to make it this major hub in in the township which is awesome so the subways which were once used during world war ii still have memories on the walls and attract a lot of attention from the general public um, and have been used for ambulance and fire service training and paranormal groups finding spooky things going on from the center's famous history now, the centre was featured on the BBC's The One Show and presenter Phil Turfnell came down to report on the Pool Rules poster. Smithwick was the first centre to have the poster which was displayed at Smithwick Baths in 1942, so rules for the pool. Oh. When recently refurbishing the front of the building, the original sign Smithwick Baths was discovered behind a modern sign and this has now been kept, although several local residents know the centre as Thimble Mill baths and the building also has a grade two listing i wonder what the rules were it'd be interesting Mm. no peeing in the pool now do you remember as a kid i don't know you're so much older than me um we used to go to the baths and they would say um don't pee in the pool because there is a dye in the pool and if you pee in the pool it'll turn green or purple or something it'll turn purple around you and people will know that you've peed yes oh so you do remember maybe i am that old um And it was it was a lie, yeah, absolute lie. And how many times have you been busting to go? And you like as a kid, I know what kids would do. They'd pee in the bloody pool because oh. they're too lazy to get out. So um, unless they've been having vitamin B, and then everything would go bright yellow around them. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was a good deterrent to get the little feckers to get out and go and use the bathroom. Yes. Sorry, yes, I digress. You've squirreled again. <laughs> now, in looking for some interesting information about Smithwick Baths, I came along, I came upon this ad for something that they've got going at Smithwick, and I thought I would just oh, share please. it with everyone. Please, please. And it goes like this If there's something strange in your neighbourhood, who are you going to call? Fat Busters, a haunted Smithwick Leisure Centre is holding an exorcise class with a difference. Gym goers are used to being scared into losing weight by experts' horror stories of what will happen to their bodies if they don't keep fit. But now Sandwell Council-owned Thimble Mill Baths is taking those scare tactics to a whole new level. And it's not for the faint-hearted. From tomorrow, the gym is offering a new exercise class in its basement, which is haunted by not one, but a whole seance full of ghouls and ghosts. It's pumping iron with poltergeists, detox surrounded by the walking dead. (laughs) Isn't this fabulous? Oh my God! The building in Thimble Mill Road regularly holds ghost tours around the dark subterranean corridors and rooms and is regarded as one of the epicentres of paranormal activity in the Midlands. 
dating back to 1933, Thimble Mill Baths is a, gra- a grade two listed building which was used as an air raid shelter and morgue during World War II. Among the residents, spooks reported to be at large in the maze of underground tunnels and cellars is a horse, a black airman and with an American accent, a spook who wears a green baller suit, a girl named Emily and a man with long hair and a beard. Staff have reported seeing strange blue lights, pyramids of stones suddenly appearing on the floor, as well as an array of voices which cannot be explained. I know you're going to say all this. The sites... I don't need to now. Thank you. No, done. That's, that's okay. No, no, no. That's this week's episode of True Hauntings. This, this is all in the, the, the advertising. In the ad. Yes. The site's fitness coordinator, Brady Taylor Booth, said she couldn't guarantee the basement's ghostly residents would make an appearance during the classes. The loud music and shouting from the instructor might put them off, she said. <laughs> Puts me off. They decided to start the classes down there because it was currently an underutilised space. It's absolutely vast down there. It covers the entire space of the whole building with lots of corridors and little rooms, she said. It'll be nothing like our usual studio classes. It will be doom and gloom and eerie, but everyone will get a good workout. I think that is absolutely brilliant. So she said loads of staff at the Sandwell Leisure Trust run centre had seen and heard strange things in the cellars but weren't scared because they regarded them as friendly ghosts. So that appeared in the Birmingham Mail. Birmingham Mail. Oh, interesting that she said that the, the staff aren't scared because they're all friendly ghosts, which is very different mm. to the article that I have a lot of information from. Mm. So that appeared in the Birmingham Mail in 2016. I wonder whether they're still doing gym classes. That, that, I would consider that, Isn't that exercise awesome? class. An I, exercise class with a difference? And I actually have T-shirts that say, I thought you said exercise. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, thought I'd finish in on that because that, that was just a piece of gold that I that found. That is. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So, Renata, thank you so much for that awesome history and a great way to wrap it up with um, who you're going to call. <laughs> Fat bastards. Oh, ba- <laughs> Fat 
bastards. <laughs> oh, she's off. <laughs> well, I suppose that's what the exercise classes are for, for fat bastards. Let's all get out there and exercise together. <laughs> oh, God, her glasses have even fogged up. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> The things I say, honestly, you can't take me anywhere. Oh, you do. You take it twice. The second time's to apologise for the first time. (laughs) I don't know if I can forgive you for that one. All right, so let's let's get back now. I might have to give her a moment. Hang on, guys. I I mean, I'd pause the recording, but I know how much, guys, you love... You're love listening to her wheeze. Okay. All right, you're back to I'm fine, I'm fine. All right, so I watched quite a few YouTube videos of Ghost. No, she's not right. <laughs> I'll just keep going. I'll just okay. press on. I'm not looking at you. No, right? don't. I'm not looking at you. All right, because I know I can set people off. Um, so looking at the videos, the the underground part, they refer to as the subway. Mm-hmm. It's the lower levels. And it really does look like a movie set. Mm-hmm. You, you can see some of them are very narrow corridors, um, which I would barely fit my lard ass down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, fat bastards. <laughs> uh, and they have pipes running overhead. They've got gutters that are mm-hmm. quite deep mm-hmm. into the ground. You have to go down there with a flashlight or a torch because it's just too dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could see them shooting horror movies or people trying to escape from things down there because that's just what it looks like. What would horrify me was all that water that I knew was above me. Yeah. That would scare the and crap the plane out of me. pit below you. I know, <laughs> and you're trapped. And then there's the poltergeist movie right there. The body's going to float to the surface. <laughs> That's it. But there's actually a couple of pools. There's two pools, uh, and it's laid out in sort of like a grid pattern. And so there's three long tunnels that run underneath the length of the pools. Mm-hmm. Uh, and each of these tunnels have rooms that come off them. So as you said, they were used as an air raid shelter and a temporary morgue. Um, The morgue area was made to house the unfortunate victims of the air raids and over 80 victims fell um, 80 people fell victim to the air raids and were stored down there. Yeah. Uh, for how long I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, It might have been short just until they got the air raids uh, cleared or if the morgues were overrun, I suppose they were down there for longer. Yeah. But um, my information today is coming from Swimming with Spooks, written by Russell Bevan, plus several internet websites. And I've scribbled notes all over my mm-hmm. this little book here. Um, and he breaks it down quite nicely into different areas. Yes, yep. So he talks about different areas. These areas are the woodshed, the mortuary, the air raid shelter, and the small pool tunnel. But it's not just below ground that's haunted. It is haunted above um, in the pool area as well. But mm-hmm. we'll, we're going to concentrate on below ground first. Uh, and we're going to start off with the wood shed. Mm-hmm. But before we go to the wood shed, there was a mention of a horse. Yes. There is the ghost of a horse. The, go- the ghost of a horse. I went searching for this information on the ghost of a horse and all I could find was an article that was using as many puns as they possibly could saying that the horse has become a main attraction. Oh, I read that one, yes. And it was yes. so bad that yep. I just ended up rolling my eyes in disgust and walking away from yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know why there is a residual horse sighting there, but there you go. Mm. I like the description. He says, The subway system has a strange and powerful energy to it, as if the building was constructed on some kind of energy source or even some kind of interdimensional portal. We all like a portal. I do like a portal. And that the spirits can manipulate this source to their heart's content. Uh, So this is where we're now going to talk about the the heartbeat of the whole building is the subway, the subterranean depths. Mm -hmm. So we're going to the woodshed area first. Mm, There's some very interesting descriptions in here. Uh, They talk about, uh, it has a very dark history 
And anyone that is sensitive, mm-hmm. I'm sensitive. Mm-hmm. It hurt my so we know a lot of sensitive people. Yeah. Uh, they can immediately pick up on the lower energies that reside in there. These lower vibrational beings. Uh, and th- they believe that these spirits are not from the earthly plane. Oh. Uh, he says that I believe the spirit has been conjured from where the land was barren and was used for dark practices, which some of the immediate area around the building is known for. Now, I did see a report that there were satanic practices that took... We're having a bit of a <laughs> run of satanic practices at the moment, Everyone's aren't we? Everyone's been doing satanic practices. I didn't realise there were so many Satanists in the world. Oh, my goodness. Uh, anyway, so this spectre mm-hmm. that is often seen mimics the shape of a human mm-hmm. and has been witnessed by some of this uh, person's team. Apparently, the entity has a violent side, not afraid to get... Physical, 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 I, I want to get physical. physical. <laughs> oh, God. So females are warned that they should not stray in this area alone. Mm. To me, that sounds like hell. Let's go. Um, so, that yeah, they shouldn't be down there because whatever this thing is has a hatred of women. Wow. Now, we have one of those at Maitland Jail, don't we? Yes. Philip. Yes. He doesn't like women at all. No, he's got a few... Um Women issues. Yes, I think it's mother issues. <laughs> I think we all have some of those. <laughs> anyway, um, back to the story. So they have a room in the middle where they perform vigils. Now, this table has had a lot of spirit board work done on it over the years, a lot of sitting around in seance, so it's imbued with the energy. Oh, can you imagine how dark it would be down oh, there when you turn fabulous. the lights out? love it uh and apparently this table is quite often manipulated by the uh specter one team had a violent experience at an event they were doing board work when the table began to jolt and move instead of closing the vigil down they continued with contact and the table began to shake and rise finally someone who doesn't go oh my god something's happened we all better run away Mm. no something's happening dig deep let's find out what's happening here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i like it i like it a lot Apparently, at that stage, some of the less calm team members ran away <laughs> and left the area, leaving only those who had brought their parrot to pens to keep going. The table continued to rise higher and suddenly tilted and with real force was thrown against a side wall. Oh, wow. Oh, wouldn't you love that? That's so much energy. I know. We've, I mean, we've had a table that's gone up a wall mm-hmm. several times weird um the remaining witnesses were shaken from their events and the investigation was cut short but interestingly all of the team that participated in that were women oh so mm. is that our resident specter that doesn't like yes ladies? it sounds like it so this area the woodshed was used uh for storage during the war um and apparently there was another disturbing incident that happened within this. And it makes me wonder if the entity uh, was created from this violent event. Um, and this one's not for the kiddies. So if we've got kiddies listening here now, just um, turn this off or skip past it. So uh, there was a group of men that decided to entice a young lady down during the war to have oh, some drinks, no. have a chat. And the lady was assaulted and attacked by these horrible, horrible creatures. Um, and apparently that one of the men was, he didn't want to have anything to do with it. So they made him a guard. They said, you go and stand over there while we have some fun. Mm-hmm. And you let us know if there's anyone that's coming. So we won't be disturbed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he didn't want to do that. But he also didn't want to be part of what was going on over there. And they threatened him physically. That if he didn't do it, they were going to kill him. Mm-hmm. So he ended up having to do that. Uh, and th- I mean, things like this we know can generate a, a, like a thought form because yep. of the aggressive energy that's, that's happened there. Now, I did go and do a bit of a search trying to find any stories about a rape or anything that had happened within this building. I couldn't find anything historically. 
I'm not that au fait with working with English newspapers and trying to dig down into, like, what we, we know we can do this in Australia with Trove. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not familiar with England. If anyone from England can tell me how to search the newspapers of, you know, decades gone past, please send us a message and let us know because I really would like to know how to do that. Mm-hmm. But they've actually caught um, EVPs of this man, electronic voice phenomena, um, and he can be heard just outside the room with a very quivering voice sounding guilt-ridden. So if we can't find evidence of this atrocity, Mm -hmm. did it really happen, or is this another one of these cases of a medium picking up on the story and telling it, and then it's become law? Mm -hmm. And that... Um, oh, like what my where my head was going was number one. If this is the man that was not part of the process, mm-hmm. then I would not be looking at him as um, someone who was demonic or um, threatening. I'd be looking at him as a spirit who was trying to tell the women in some mm. way, shape, or form to get out of there. Well, this is he's supposed to be guilt ridden over not actually stepping in and stopping these people and protecting the woman. Yeah, but it still wouldn't make him then. Um, oh, they're not saying this is the entity. This oh, is another oh, this entity. This is another. Sorry, sorry, so sorry. this maybe okay. the other spectre is feeding off the energy maybe. of that. Yeah. And now that they retell the story, it could be feeding on that as well. Okay. The fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so there uh, is another area there next to the woodshed which was the air raid shelters Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's where you can still find the graffiti and everything that are on the walls. Mm -hmm. You can imagine how terrifying it would have been down there, stuck there for hours and and, it'd be interesting to see what's there. I can't imagine. Yeah. can't imagine. So people can feel dread, anxiety down there. There's probably like a residual sort of thing that's Mm -hmm. been left Um, because you you just wonder is it going to hold up above you? Yeah. My mother... um, lived through bombings uh, because she was a 15 16 year old girl in warsaw when they bombed warsaw and they bombed they bombed warsaw to almost flattening flattening it and i remember as a child um when it when there was thunder and lightning she would get triggered ptsd and she would uh, run me under the um laundry tub you know those old concrete laundry tubs oh my god so that's where she would go she would hide under there with me under the laundry tub that and would take her right back yeah we take her right you. back yeah so are you still terrified of thunder to this day no i love it oh me too um but yeah I like so a this, good bang. this is how traumatic this sort of thing can be yeah uh, and you can imagine a whole, a whole group of people, um, a whole like ancestry yeah. that is traumatized by this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, wow. terrible. And, and that could have been a generational thing. Yeah. At least you broke it. Yeah, um, and didn't be terrified of the storms yourself. Um, okay, so where this air raid shelter is apparently is where the plague pit is directly underneath. Ooh. So, um, of course, what do they see there? They see the uh, a young boy. Now, apparently he's dressed in what looks like very ragged clothing and he seems to be covered in a white powder. Uh-huh. And the... He's looking bewildered. He looks like he's lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, people are assuming that he's looking for his parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it that he is covered in the lime dust? Yeah. Very convenient, though, isn't it? <clears throat> but still. But, I mean, rational. Uh, yeah, rational. Absolutely. Uh, then we're going to go on to the one that I talked about in the uh, the opening, the soundscape. Mm-hmm. I talked about the Watchman. So the Watchman is deeper into this sub- subway area and it's in the mortuary room. So mm-hmm. this is where they would have stored the bodies. Mm-hmm. So apparently in that room, the it's very dark and damp and you can get moisture on your clothes from just being in there. But, I mean, you've got a pool above you, so mm-hmm. maybe that's seeping through the concrete and maybe the plague victims are coming up from below. Oh, I'm going to go visit. I don't know if it's on our route, though. <laughs> Notice I said it very carefully. You did. And did you know that in that mortuary room there is a chute leading up to the ground level? So what they do is they would, um, as they would find bodies, 
they would shoot them down the chute. Right. And then they would collect them and put them in there to store. Right. Ooh. Poor mm. things. Uh, so, yeah, that, that would be interesting. But the, the thing that is seen there is a tall man with a hat and a black beard. Mm-hmm. He's often seen standing in the far right corner of the room. And he's, he's, it's like he's got his head facing the ground as if he's um, paying respect to those who have um, died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's almost like he's standing guard. I'm wondering if he's like the guardian, the guardian of yes, the room. Yes, he could be. Remember one of the investigations that we were at, we, everything stalled. We couldn't do anything. And then we, we, um, using a special technique, which we won't mention just at this moment, we discovered that there was a guardian and we had to ask permission. Yes. And we went in and asked permission and all of a sudden everything opened up and we had everything happening. Yes, yeah. So I wonder if you should go and pay respects to him mm-hmm. before investigating to show where he with respect. Mm. and. Yeah, he's still looking after mm. those souls that died. Also, apparently, this room was used for interrogation of Germans. Oh. Because there were some uh, uh, planes that crashed and the, the pilots would have survived. So they um, would take them down underneath there where nobody's going to hear them scream and interrogate them. Now, once again, where is this information coming from? This one apparently came from mediums who picked up on a man with a sack over his head, struggling to breathe and not being able to communicate with his captors. Right. So it's a medium story, mm-hmm. which once again, unless we've got some sort of evidential proof, how can we mm-hmm. know whether that happened or whether we're drawing it together because it makes a good story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes a good story. Mm. That's for sure. Yeah. Still going. There's more. Yeah. Yep. There's, right. there's lots. There is. Who would have thunk that in this little pool, this is why I suggested we do this, it's not one I'd ever heard of, mm. but the amount of stories that in there were just, wow. So we're now we're going to go on to a young girl called Emily. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So she's been very active in the whole place. She's not just limited to the subway area, the underground. She can be seen everywhere. Now, Emily, as far as they know, lived on farmland in the area. She's supposed to be 10 to 12 years old. She's seen wearing uh, a torn grey dress, untidy appearance, but she's very playful and caring. She seems to like women the best Mm -hmm. because um, she seems to be looking for motherly love. Yeah. Where's my mama? Yeah. Uh, And... She has been seen by staff. She has been seen by uh, investigators. She's been seen by public. You know, they'll they'll turn around and they'll see her there and all of a sudden she goes mm-hmm. and just disappears. Mm-hmm. But I did find on uh, YouTube in one of the videos that I was looking up that somebody had caught an EVP of what sounds like a young girl's voice. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was quite clear. Mm-hmm. So That's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. I, I do like that. And this particular uh, person who wrote this article said that they also caught a direct EVP of a sweet little girl's voice. And it was witnessed by six other people. I do feel sorry for little children's spirits that seem to be lost and looking for their mother. And then it's what I sad. hate even more is <clears throat> that when people go, oh, that's that's the devil mim- mimicking mm. child's voice to lure you in. Mm. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. <laughs> All right, so apparently there's been lots of people that have tried to cross her over. Mm-hmm. Go away, little Emily. Cross to the other side. But she doesn't want to leave. She still hangs around there. Reminds me of the story that we covered when we were... Um, Queen Mary. Queen Mary. Yeah. With a little girl. Yeah. Mm. And I heard the EVPs of her as well. That's very distinctly a child's voice. Mm. Very cool. Now, more history to the location. Did you know that there was illegal fighting going on there as well? No. They used to have um, bare-knuckle fighting. Mm-hmm. Cock fighting? Cock fighting? Ooh, I bet the big black cocks won every time. I, I'd put my money on that one. I bet. And uh, dog fighting? Ooh. Oh. 
I mean, any... the, the whole thing you just yeah makes me ill. Yeah, no, they can stick that up their clacker. There's got to be a t-shirt in that. Stick it up your clacker. <laughs> Uh, and there was also lots of illegal partying during the 50s and the 60s. Mm, yeah, when, uh, the, when the temperance women got to them, I bet you they all went underground and drank. Yeah, I know. They probably yeah. had illicit stills down there and yeah, everything. There is supposed to also be a um, another entity down there seen in the tunnels, which is a shot-down fighter pilot who was supposed to be looking for his pregnant wife. Oh, yeah, I know. I wonder who told why us that story. Why there? I don't know. A former engineer is often around when there is any repair work needed. So you can see the ghost of this uh, engineer. Uh, he wears a blue boiler suit with ginger hair colour. It's it's Prince ha- uh, Harry. <laughs> it's Prince Harry. <laughs> Prince Harry's down there in his blue overalls. Um, uh, he's often stopped to chat with some of the workmen that are down there. Uh, and That's then, pretty awesome. And disappears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and apparently there's uh, the local firemen also do drills and things down then in the, the mm-hmm. tunnels. Mm-hmm. And um, they've seen him as well to the point that some of the firemen refuse to go down and complete the drills. They don't no, fail me. I'm just not going back down there. And to think that a fireman would be too scared to go yeah. down there. Yeah. And they face just about everything. Yeah. Wow. Oh. <laughs> So, as I was saying, it's not just the subways. There's upstairs as well. Um, On the first floor level, you've got the pool and the changing rooms with some (coughs) leisure facilities, including a sauna and a small gym. The reception is supposed to be where Emily is seen quite often, and apparently it's under reception where the the other room was, where then down below that is the the plague pits. Mm -hmm. Um, And the second level is where you've got the spectator area, where if you go and look at pictures of it, uh, you'll see all these this seating i remember one of them was saying that uh, in the videos that there was one chair that was down it was because the chairs that flip up mm-hmm. and they asked on their digital recorder um who's put the chair down and they get a, a voice going it's me <laughs> isn't that cool <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> uh so it's really active i mean these are things that are actually happening mm-hmm. um so there's a another toilet block upstairs uh in the second level um apparently there's another disturbing story about that one and that disturbing story is about uh um oh hang on let me find it here uh, a female raft worker uh, who was stationed nearby had a bit of a fling, a bit of a torrid relationship with an American uh, military man. Uh, it didn't end well because she got pregnant and he was already married, mm-hmm. as you do. As you do. And they decided that they can't keep the baby. They're going to have to dispose of it. Uh, so he found some medications to uh, help dislodge the problem and... Sadly, uh, they went up to the second floor toilets and took the tablets, but he misjudged the amount he was supposed to give her and killed both her and the baby. Oh, no. So uh, she tends to linger in there, but the male lingers as well because they've caught EVPs in a very clear American accent. And apparently he gets very angry up there and he's probably frustrated and... um, he gets a little bit violent. So uh, there's one of their team members that seems to get jumped by him and she becomes very violent and angry and apparently that's not her normal demeanour at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I I like that one. Um, Oh, this one's a cool one. This is Philip. Philip is... uh, is a fairly recent person. Okay. Uh, and he used to go to the, the gym and the baths and um, he he preferred the males to the females mm-hmm. and he would like to go and just relax in the sauna and uh, he was a bit funny. He'd sort of have a laugh and would admire the gentlemen as they'd go past if they were particularly handsome. A mm-hmm. uh, bit of a roving aisle, uh, eye, but sadly... He actually died in one of the bathtubs here. Oh. I know, right? Um, he, and he, he uh, had some sort of fit and uh, it drowned in the bathtub. So uh, he still likes to come through on voice recorders. 
but he also likes to have fun with the human pendulum experiment, uh-huh, uh-huh. which we've done and we really enjoyed. And uh, apparently, if you're a particularly good-looking person and Philip takes a shine to you, uh-huh. uh, some of the boys might get their butts pinched. Oh. We'd be safe. How interesting. So <laughs> many different experiences. Yep, yep. And I'm going to finish with this one because this, I just, I like this. Mm-hmm. As we know, uh, the baths were often used for dances and music events of the 50s and 60s. I'm, I'm amused that they say disco and music events in the 50s and 60s, 50s and 60s, but this discos went to the 70s. Yes. Um But this is where they say the Beatles with the double E. Um, There is uh, behind where the stage used to be, they'd have like a green room for the the bands to to rest Mm -hmm, in. mm -hmm. And behind that they had um, like a... um, there's a green 1940s style old door still there to this day and behind is the kitchen area where you'd make your tea and coffee. There is a residual haunting going on there of the tea lady. Oh, Isn't this gorgeous? The tea lady. She'd like to serve up refreshments to Axe prior to their performance. Oh. I don't know if I'd eat anything that the tea lady put out. Uh, but her trolley is often heard squeaking up and down the corridor. She's not afraid to knock on the doors uh, whilst uh, you're in there performing vigils instead of performing songs. Um, very prominent, not shy by any means. And apparently she was recorded on the Austrian Paranormal TV program. Oh, bless her. Oh, no, I love it. And we had experiences up at Q Station with the we could hear them like the medicine trolley or something. We'd hear that trolley being wheeled around. So mm-hmm. we know that we've experienced that sort of thing ourselves. Mm. So that wraps up all of my my ghost stories. That's fascinating. Mm. Yeah, but. <sighs> Once again, where are these stories coming from? Mm-hmm. I like the ones where we've got actual evidence, where we've got the EVPs and uh, multiple sightings by various people. That's mm-hmm. that's really cool. Mm-hmm. But when they're saying things like she lived on the farmland and was you know this, that, and something else, that to me sounds like stories that have been told by mediums, which have then become the law. Mm-hmm. We don't know whether they're true or not. Mm-hmm. And we do know that there are some very gifted and talented mediums out there. Mm-hmm. And there are some people who think they are gifted and talented. Mm-hmm. So, Renata, is the baths haunted or not? I think there is something definitely there. I, it's probably a lot of it is residual. There's layer upon layer, yeah. literally bodies. Layer upon layer. And, oh yeah. The water that goes in and out of the space also creates um, um, an energetic flow, so that is really something that can feed whatever mm. is there or they, in, intensify yeah, whatever they, is there. They talk about water holding memory as yeah. well. They've done scientific experience experiments on that. Yeah. So uh, I would be fascinated to go and um, explore this more. And I, I probably think there is a little bit of haunting going on there. Yeah, for, from what I've seen, uh, for, I mean, we can't believe everything that happens on YouTube, but what I saw there seemed fairly legit. Mm. And I, it is a place I would like to go and visit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's episode of True Hauntings. Did you enjoy it, guys? If you did, on Spotify, you can actually now leave a review. I don't think you can actually write words, but you can actually like give us a five-star rating or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. That really helps us move up through the charts and they'll start letting other people know about us. And if you're on iTunes, please leave a review on there. And if you're on iHeart, I'm not sure what you can do with that one, but if you can leave us a review there, that would be greatly appreciated. Don't forget to join us on the Anne and Renata Frightfully Good community page. We're on YouTube. Come and join us over there so you can see our faces and we've got lots more adventures coming up that we will uh, be telling you all about because by the time this one goes to air we're going to be very close to leaving yes it will be so exciting we will have so many more stories upon our return and you'll have to follow it all on YouTube to watch the videos Mm -hmm. anyway that's us for now guys see you on the dark side and remember stay spooky Bye.
Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Or visit their website, www.annandrenata.com. True Hauntings is a part of the Human Labs Podcast Network.